from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. For week commencing September 10, 2017, I'm Graham VK4BB with the weekly edition of WIA National News and powerful Hurricane Irma due in the USA. Following devastating Harvey that hit Texas and Louisiana comes news of Hurricane Irma that has tracked through the Caribbean and reached Category 5. Preparations have been made for the weather system that's likely to hit South Florida with catastrophic winds and floods. The National Hurricane Center earlier issued warnings for the U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. IARU Region 2 Emergency Coordinator Cesar Santos, HR2P, says a number of emergency frequencies, including those of the Hurricane Watch Net, are on 80, 40 and 20 metres. The National Hurricane Centre reported Hurricane Irma has winds up to 295 kilometres per hour. Describing Irma as possibly the most powerful Atlantic Ocean hurricane, greater than last month's Hurricane Harvey, and even possibly surpassing Hurricane Katrina of 2005. Meanwhile, parts of India, Bangladesh and Nepal are flooded by heavy monsoonal rains with radio amateurs known to have been providing emergency communications. From the wild weather in the USA and India, news of the VK5RWN D-Star repeater being damaged, repairs pending. In the wild weather over the past few weeks, the VK5RWN repeater system has sustained some structural damage. The original tower section is currently bent at a rather alarming angle and will require replacement. In the past few days, a repair crew up there has had to shore up the tower section and made temporary repairs until a more permanent solution could be found. There is still internet connectivity to the site and the D-Star repeater is still operational for the time being. Users may find the coverage of the repeater is somewhat disturbed, however. In the coming weeks, the antenna system will need to be upgraded, so there will be most likely a prolonged period where the system will be off-air while repairs are being made. Larger stations lose their licence. No, not ham stations, but two of 150 renewal applications received in the last financial year for community stations were declined by the ACMA. Two VTR in the Windsor area of New South Wales, for MIG in Mount Isa, Queensland. A decision not to renew a licence is not made lightly, said Richard Bean. Where a licensee is struggling to provide the service or to comply with the rules, ACMA first works to assist the licensee to improve. These are, after all, not-for-profit, volunteer-run services, not proper commercial stations. However, where compliance problems persist over a prolonged period, the ACMA will act to make licences available to others. The 2VTR licence held by Hawkesbury Radio Communications Cooperative Society was not renewed following 2VTR's continued non-compliance with the Community Participation Licence Condition. The ACMA also declined to renew the 4MIG licence held by Mount Isa Christian Broadcasters Association. 4MIG was unable to muster the resources to meet the needs of the community in its licence area. These licences expire at the end of their current terms... Tomorrow, 11th of September in the case of 4MIG, October 3 for 2VTR. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. 
In Adelaide CBD and surrounds, it can be heard on the VK5 RAD 2 meter repeater. Frequency 147.000 MHz. Every Sunday at 9am local time. I'm Brendan, VK5 FB FB. What do we want? Your views. Where do we want it? Now. The WIA survey wants your views. In a part of the ongoing consultation process, the WIA wants to measure the views of those in amateur radio. No, you don't have to be a WIA member or even give your identity. The WIA asks a series of simple questions and the answers will be automatically handled by software to come up with the results. Questions about how long have you been in amateur radio, what sparked your interest, awareness of WIA services, amateur radio magazine, volunteering and social media use. It's all about learning of your activity, motivation and makeup as the Institute sets its path for the future. Please take a moment to complete the WIA survey found on the WIA website wia.org.au and encourage others to also share their opinions. The WIA is having important input. Like most industry bodies and stakeholders in communications, the WIA, representing amateur radio, is lodging a number of submissions to put its views in perspective. A strong submission has been made on the draft radio communications legislation, the future plans for use of 3.6 or the 9cm band, and is about to finalise the WIA input to the ACMA Review of Interference Management. Also, the WIA is preparing a formal submission for the expected ACMA Review of the Licence Conditions Determination, or LCD, that may be held later this year. This will be based on the three-phase consultation it had conducted this year with the amateur radio community and stakeholders. The ACMA is an evidence-based organisation and looks at each submission it receives in response to its public consultation. Check out about these and many more matters in the current WIA Hot Issues page on the WIA front page. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA Discussion Point. Hamming Blind by VK5LDR. Can you use your handheld, mobile or base station amateur radio licence without looking at the display? This is the challenge faced by numerous hams around the world. Joseph Stephen, VK5LDR, is one such ham. A totally blind software engineer, his main job for the past 20 years has been developing a screen reading software to enable blind folk to use a standard PC. Joseph began his interest in communications back in the 80s on the 27 meg CB band. He gained his standard licence in 2016. He set himself up as a contact, an advocate, an assistant to other blind hams around Australia, providing services such as advice, training in the use of and programming of radios. He has been in contact with several manufacturers over the years to request more consideration of accessibility in future designs. Many companies have introduced half-baked solutions over the years and most blind hams have had to put up with little to moderate accessibility. Most hams grow old and many lose their vision. Would you like to give up your radio when that happens? Now is the time to be aware of just how inaccessible radio will affect most hams at some point in their life. This may include you. 
Awareness and advocacy is thus a critical thing for all hams to be thinking about before it's too late. Just because a radio talks doesn't mean you can program it without sighted assistance. Many of the Chinese radios speak the channel number and even some menu items, but do not speak the frequency, mode or other menu settings. On the other hand, just because a radio doesn't talk doesn't mean a blind person can't use it completely independently, including programming it. Some Kenwood handhelds use distinct beeps when toggling settings on or off, or the first in a series of menu items or at channel zero. The most accessible handheld radio to date is the Kenwood THD74. This has full speech feedback, but is unavailable in Australia due to needless bureaucracy. Ultimately, a blind person must be able to get the radio into a known and predictable state through a series of key presses, and remembering the number and order of menu items and available options. If there is inadequate speech feedback, if all key presses issue the same tone, or if menu options dynamically change, and thus one can't predictably know where they are in the menu system, radios are a complete frustration for a blind operator, let alone tuning an antenna using an SWR meter or testing a battery with a multimeter which doesn't beep or speak. Now even in this area, 25 years ago, one could pick up a talking multimeter from Tandy for around $50. Today, blind hams have no current options. In fact, some companies laugh at the possibility of a blind person using a multimeter. Many assume they can't be educated enough not to kill themselves and we need to change that perception. Many hams will one day lose their vision. If you want to remain in the hobby, start demanding accessibility now, so that by the time you need it, you'll be able to use your rig without your eyes. Now, as I said at the start, that discussion point was input from Victor Kilo 5 Lima Delta Romeo. On our text edition is the complete story he wrote, and hopefully, very soon, it'll appear in Amateur Radio magazine. From across Australia, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here from VK5, it is transmitted on VK5RLZ repeater on 439.975 MHz at 0900 Sunday morning. I am Alan, VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. Radio Ham found dead. In international news, Jason will bring details and also a look at how ham radio helped save another life. But first, IARU Region 3 Directors Meeting. Directors of the IARU region that covers the Asia-Pacific met at the JARL headquarters in Tokyo, September 4-5, to discuss a range of matters and review annual reports. Also in attendance, Tim Allen, VE6SH, the IARU President. The meeting reviewed next year's 17th IARU Region 3 conference to be in Seoul, Korea. The directors decided that, in keeping with the focus of promoting amateur radio to young people, the theme for the conference would be Engaging Youth for the Future of Amateur Radio. The ITU World Radio Communications Conference, or WRC19 Agenda, has matters of interest to the Amateur Service and Amateur Satellite Service. The reactivation of amateur radio in Fiji and the other Pacific Islands is still of importance and consideration, with a potential development soon. The reformatting of Region 3 band plans has been done, and after comments from member societies and other IARU regions, 
the final band plan document will be put for adoption at the Region 3 conference around September 2018. Now on VK1WIA National News, international news does continue. Here's Jason, VK2LAW. Radio Ham found dead. Police found radio amateur Arthur Earl Plimley, Zulu Lima 1 Tango Alpha Golf, 76, dead in his Parawai Road house on Wednesday after a CB radio friend Peter Hansen of Teatatu raised the alarm. Hansen said he'd become worried when his friend failed to keep appointments with friends on the airwaves. Earl was a well-known voice on the airways. His CB call sign was Thames 104 and we spoke every morning religiously from 6am, he said. Hampson said Plimley was a clever man who had been issued his ham radio licence when he was only 15 or 16. Valve Workshop at Computing Museum If you'll find yourself in the mother country in October, then listen up. A Valve Workshop will be held on the 14th of October at the National Museum of Computing, Bletchley Park. If you have a basic knowledge of electronics and can read an electronic circuit diagram, then they will show you how electronics started for its first 50 years. Find out about valve history, how to handle and test valves, and how valves are used in amplifiers, radios and computers. Top-level domain name dot radio now available. The top-level domain name dot radio is now available to the radio industry and amateur radio enthusiasts and is reserved for individuals and companies with active interests in the radio sector. The .radio TLD can be used for web or email addresses and will be managed by the European Broadcasting Union with support from other world broadcasting unions. Individuals or entities that will be accepted for the use of a .radio domain are radio broadcasting stations, unions of broadcasters, internet radios, radio amateurs, radio professionals, journalists, radio hosts, DJs, etc., radio-related companies selling radio goods and services, and radio products and services. One or more .radio domain names can be requested during the launch period, which ends on October 31, 2017. Attention, this is not an exercise. Mainstream media has told the story of a Mike 6 amateur in the Bristol area taking an emergency contact, which helped rescue a young girl having a seizure in a remote part of Exmoor. A fuller report is on both the BBC website or you can see the original Bristol Evening Post article at the URL in the text edition of this news service. Finland Emergency Communications Exercise IARU Region 1 Emergency Communications Coordinator Greg Mossop, Golf Zero Delta Uniform Bravo, reports 100 radio amateurs participated in an emergency communications exercise in Finland. A National Voluntary Rescue Service, the PEPA exercise, was held recently, the 25th and 27th of August, with the most activity taking place on Saturday. Radio amateurs served in local regional exercises, providing VHF emergency communications on 6 metres, 2 metres, DMR, etc. Digimodes are, however, preferred. There, radio amateurs also provided a nationwide HF network on 60 metres and 80 metres using the Windlink system. That activity is focused on four local Windlink access points between 3580 and 3605 kHz. In total, the exercise had an estimated 1,000 participants with 100 radio amateurs assisting. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. 
at wia.org.au. Now to Ham Radio Operational News, and as Felix says, it's a contact sport. Now ahead of Felix comes news that Enigma has reloaded for 2017. This international event for radio amateurs seeks to promote the history of the Enigma cipher machine and its crucial role in the outcome of World War II. It'll be run again by the Italian Amateur Radio Association, the ARI, the Technical Naval Museum, a cultural association called Rover Joe, and the Marine Italian Amateur Radio Association. Enigma Reloaded 2017 happens September 22 to 30. And now to VK4FUQ. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All magistrating contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WA website. 2017, we start with this weekend. IAA High Speed Telegraphy World Championships are the 8th to the 12th of September. October, CQ WWDX SSB contest, always October's last full weekend. November, CQ WWDX CW contest, always November's last full weekend. The SSB weekend is October 29 30. The CW weekend is November 26-27. Running all year till December 31, Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. The REOTC annual on-air QSO party runs from 0608 UTC on Saturday, September 16th. All licensed Australian amateurs are invited to participate in the annual Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's annual QSO party to be held next Saturday, September 16th. The event may be treated as a friendly contest or simply enjoyed as a basic contact occasion. Each contact scores one point, but you'll get double points if your radio is at least 25 years old. This is a golden opportunity to fire up that old rig and have some old-fashioned fun. Now, brief details are date, Saturday the 16th of September, the time, 06208 UTC, or... 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. Central, and 2 to 4 p.m. Western Time. The bands are 40 and 20 metres, modes CW, AM and SSB. Suggested frequencies, 40 metres, CW, 7020 kHz, SSB, 7080 to kHz, AM 7125 kHz. On 20 metres, CW 14040 kHz, SSB 14160 to 1400 kHz, and AM 14150 kHz. Now please note that the UTC time stated in OTN magazine is incorrect. The party runs from 06 to 08 UTC. Full details of how to participate, logs and where to send them, and certificates to be awarded can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, the RAOTC annual on-air QSO party runs next Saturday from 06 to 08 UTC. 73 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks Clive, now DX. Alex, IW5ELA will be visiting Botswana from the 7th to the 15th of September. 
While his main purpose in being there is to spot wildlife, he hopes to be able to set up his radio equipment in the various lodges where he will overnight. Operation will be mainly CW and QSLs will be sent automatically via the Bureau. The iconic Route 66 is commemorated each year by a Route 66 on the Air event. This year it runs from the 9th to the 17th of September. Look for call signs with W6 followed by one letter, e.g. W6A, W6B, etc. Tonally, KQ2I will be on the air from Vanuatu, OC035, using the call sign YJ0AT until the 13th of September. Tony is a CW-only operator and QSLs go via NR6M. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in England. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Adelaide, it is transmitted on 3.550 MHz at 9am. I'm Trevor, VK5ATQ. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ARDF. WIA team compete in overseas ARDF events. Amateur Radio Direction finding ARDF competitions in the USA and at the IARU Region 3 Championship in Mongolia saw the WIA team win a swag of medals. Ewan VK3 Oscar Whiskey, Janelle VK3 FJTE and Jack VK3 Triple W were at the Harrison, Ohio event in July which was coupled with the IARU Region 2 ARDF Championships. Fierce competition saw them win medals. Then they broke up, most back to Australia for a rest and another caught up with a stateside relative. Next was the 11th IARU Region 3 Championships hosted by the Mongolian Radio Sports Federation. The Regional 3 were joined by Peter VK3ADY and Kristin VK3FDAC. The WIA team of five scored well in the medal tally. Congratulations to all. IARU ARDF events need WIA membership, but the competing expense is borne by the individual. A full story has been written for a future amateur radio magazine by Jack Bramham, VK3 W, the WIA ARDF coordinator. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. A ham duo up Townsville Way have a set of license calls they must be dying to use if ATV was available to them. Foundation calls belonging to Paul and Katrina are VK4 FOTO photo and VK4FILM, VK4 Film. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, ISS Crossband Repeater. The crossband voice repeater aboard the International Space Station has been set up by the Russian team to help get telemetry from their satellites. Although some amateurs report communicating via the repeater, Aris would like to remind amateurs that it has not officially been activated for amateur contacts. When the RS voice repeater is active and authorised for general amateur voice contacts, the uplink frequency is 437.800 MHz FM, downlinking on 145.800 MHz FM. That's the downlink. The Russian team set up the ISS repeater as a crossband relay between 437.050 and 145.800 at the last minute because they were concerned about getting telemetry from their satellites, which might be spinning more than they expected. 
They're hoping the nearby receiver on the ISS can capture and retransmit telemetry that is not being picked up on the ground. And using the radio as a voice repeater for general contacts does interfere with the intended mission of supporting Relay for the telemetry from the Tanesha satellites. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. New website coming for IOTA. The New Islands of the Air program website is planned to launch officially this month in September, when the current RSGB-sponsored website will be taken offline. According to the IOTA IT manager, John Williamson, PA3EXX, the new website is presently undergoing fine-tuning. Software developers should be aware that the change to the new website may affect any application using data from the current site, rsgbiota.org. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, a comprehensive lighthouse activation report. A number of very good reports on the 2017 International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August have been received and are now posted on the illw.net website. One is on the Cape Racho Light, that's 9M4LHN in Malaysia, and that event organisers have praised as being the most comprehensive, well-written and illustrated overview of a lighthouse event. From the report by Jack Hearth and 9W2BUG, a reader can visualise not only putting Cape Ricardo Light on air, but also involving many young people to show what amateur radio has to offer. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend has changed the way that people view lighthouses, with some being repaired and upgraded instead of going unnoticed. There are reports from Australia, England, Germany, Holland, Malta, Sri Lanka, Trinidad and Tobago so far and more to come. The 21st International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is on August the 18th to 19th, 2018, with some 50 registrations already. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Brookvale Horse Endurance Ride. Last weekend, Wyson provided communication support for the Brookvale Horse Endurance Ride held in the Brindabella Ranges outside of our national capital. Phil, VK1PL, manned HQ and organised the event, which as usual went very well. Two portable Wyson repeaters located at Pig Hill were deployed to cover the courses on the Saturday and Sunday. Ten CRARC members volunteered for the event, including Erica, VK1FRIC, who only obtained her licence a couple of weeks ago, and Stephen, XVK2KSO. It was pleasing to see that Erica, VK1FRIC, did an excellent job as a newbie operator and that Steve has taken the opportunity to play radio again. A big thank you to all who assisted. Well, that's it. I'll leave you this week. Here in Melbourne, I'm Robert VK3DN. As we get to the end of WIA National News, on the social scene, this weekend, two big ones in VK4, Alara Meet in Cairns, and Sunfest at Wombai School of Arts. September 10 also in VK3 is Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall, Or Street. September 29 to October 2 in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering, and October 29 in VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, 10am at the Gary Cooper Pavilion, Yarra Glen. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. 
On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.